and welcome back to the Cafe Hustle podcast with me, Andy Jones, and to this episode, which is the third part of my conversation with Steve West, where we talked about a range of things across the three episodes that we ended up getting out of this chat. Um, The first one was around food safety and allergens. The second one, we dealt with diversity in the hospitality industry and touched on the start of our part the part of our conversation around mental health which this episode jumps into the middle of Steve opening up about the challenges and the experience that he had in dealing with mental health struggles and how he overcame them and some of the tools and techniques that he used to do that. If you haven't checked out those first two episodes, make sure you go back and listen to those first. There's so much value in them. I've left a link to those in the show notes. So they'll be really, really useful to listen to those first as part of the conversation. But we're going to be covering the importance of how we can encourage our team members and ourselves to open up about the mental health struggles that we have. Don't bottle it up, don't put a face to it, because it's really important that we get to to bring these to the surface so that we can deal with them and deal with them effectively. Now, I really thank Steve for opening up about his struggles because it's really important as well for people to see that we can be vulnerable and we can open up about where we may be finding it difficult. Now, this is a really, really important conversation. I really appreciate Steve opening up in the way he does. So we're going to just jump straight into that as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsor. Is training new staff members costing you huge amounts of money and only achieving inconsistent results at best? Trainual, with its easy-to-use platform, can significantly reduce your training costs whilst increasing consistency across your entire business through recording and documenting your repeatable tasks all in one place. Visit trainual.com and use promo code CAFEHUSTLE for a 7-day free trial and 10% off your first 12 months. So in the workplace then, back at that time, yeah. What do you think the employer could have done? Is there anything that the employer could have done to help prevent that whole process that you ended up experiencing? Well, at the time, I was working Hotel London as apprentice. And because of the high-pressure environment, it was, it was probably then. But before then, it, was, it kicked in. Mum and dad left each other. It was, big, it was a, whether it was residual from there, which then instills limiting beliefs which then, am I good enough? Which then you go to a place, a high level place and think, I'm not good enough. I've got to, I've got to, <coughs> I've got to manage this somehow. And as an apprentice, it was bittersweet. Don't get me wrong. It was bittersweet. It was, it was a fantastic learning process, but then you don't, you're not learning skills. You're learning how to survive mentally. Uh, if that makes sense to you. And so you're taking off the path of, I just really want to be a chef, but I'm struggling with this. Drink, the rabbit hole, the, the rabbit hole of the drinking process of becoming a functional alcoholic, <laughs> which you don't realise you are because you are functioning, but you're, you're having a quick snifty one or you've been yeah. during the day and stuff like that to keep yourself going to keep yourself topped up, lack of sleep. So is there anything that could be done? Two two things here, really. Did I look for it? No, because I was too stubborn, because I'm not, I'm not going to give up on this, I'm too stubborn. And then in the place when you're working, man up type of thing, right? When I did move on, 
I'm not going to name any restaurants or people or anything like that, but it's just scenarios. I did move on to another restaurant. And the, the chef at the time, who was sous chef at the time for this particular place, he took me under his wing. He took me under his wing. He says, uh, first, my cooking skills. I was doing sort of nouvelle cuisine. And he said to me, right, let's start from scratch here. And he says, I can't work out where well, you do some beautiful plates, but your cooking's actually pretty shocking on a basic level. <laughs> I said, no, don't hold back. Uh, no, really. Um, <laughs> he said, no, well, it is. The basics are not there. And so what happened was I went to college with Nouvelle Cuisine, but I went to college, they were talking about rooms and velutes, yada, 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 and I'm doing reductions and Nouvelle Cuisine-style food. I was like, it blew my mind. He then got me on the 7063 for two years. He then, he, he, I managed to get a stage at the Connaught Rooms with Michelle. Uh, oh, uh, Chef, oh, I'll remember his name soon enough. Um, at the Connaught Rooms, working there. So I started to have a bit of purpose, a bit of sense, but the residual feelings are still back there. Maybe I was just trying to keep busy. So I went to do my 7063, and he took me under his wing, reflected a great deal. He talked to me, but I just didn't let on. The theatre background was actually burning down. The theatre background was dark, and in front of me, yeah, it's JP Steve, blah, 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 uh, yeah, having yeah. a bit of a laugh. Is the last thing a barrier, is it? And so as I went on, no, not really, uh, but I didn't let on. So they weren't to know. There was no yeah. change in behaviour because I learned to be a, you, you learn to be a very, very good actor, like yeah. a functioning alcoholic. You learn to be such a good uh, 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 picking up on, on ticks or picking up, oh, uh, yeah, and working around it very cleverly as a um, hiding what you have. Yeah. I think it's it's very much on the individual in the first instance to be prepared to open up and and to to be able to safely talk about it. But I think it comes to the team culture, and that's where I think from a business point of view, if you can create that culture in wherever you are, whether you're a manager or the owner, that it's safe, it's a safe space to talk about these sort of things, then perhaps there is the opportunity to catch someone who is struggling and be able to help them out Please, at an yeah, early yeah. stage. And, and I think it's, again, it's something that we need to, as an industry, work through on how we can create that sort of, that culture and that safe space. I know I keep saying that, but that's what it is. We need to create a workplace where it's safe for people to talk about these things without the risk of being, uh, I don't know, sort of looked at negatively. Yeah. If I, they I, do come forward with men, like yeah. saying that they're struggling with their mental health. That is, uh, I, I wonder sometimes, Andy, uh, it's not a statistic. It's, I'm not. I'm not a doctor of. Uh, yeah, Steve knows everything. World. Um, I wonder sometimes if people do not accept someone coming in front of them because that then validates their own vulnerability. Yeah. If you if you send a tweet out that they like it, if they like that button or whatever heart or whatever process of liking something is, are they are they then validating their own vulnerability? And, it's, yeah. and actually saying there is a problem, but I won't like it because I'm Absolutely. in denial. 
Yeah. I mean, denial of this. And I've seen chefs who put this up on Facebook a few years ago. It was in um, Morning Advertiser magazine. And I rang them up. I said, I'd like to get the message out there. I don't see many businesses with this is hospitality action, phone them 24-7. Yeah. I don't see much of that going on, to be honest. And I'm, I'm wondering if they put that up, is that a sign opening themselves up to that vulnerable place? And yeah. I've seen chefs shoot people down. And I, I'll be honest with you. I've seen chefs shooting people down, man up. Yeah. Stop it. It's bullying. Absolutely. And the consequences, like food safety, your words are very, have to be picked very carefully. And they've got to stop it because it's not a form of bullying. It's a form of pushing someone over the edge when they go home from your harsh, disgusting dagger words. You don't know if that person, Phil, will be invisible in your life and you'll regret it. And that's the place I'm at at the moment. Um, And they've got to stop it. We've got to break down those barriers. And uh, uh, yeah, Yeah, they've got to stop it, Andy. It's disgusting. Yeah. And I know it's not linked to hospitality, but I, and it wasn't me directly, but I know I worked with colleagues that who's one of their colleagues actually did commit suicide and it didn't come back. It didn't necessarily link back to anything that any individual had done. But it really, it, I know I'm just sort of, it's just, you've you've sort of twigged my mind here about this, but the impact that I noticed on those employees that were still remaining yeah. was unbelievable. And this was from me coming in. I was, this was years after this had happened. Whenever it was ever mentioned, just the look on everyone's face, it's not the only the person who, who, in that instance, commit suicide, the impact is on. This goes with anyone who was involved with that individual for the rest of their lives. And I can't imagine it gets any easier. So it's it's really important to what what you're saying there. You have to be mindful about what you say in case it does result in, like you say, pushing them over the edge. Do you know, I think some of these, I'm going to say the word bully, I'm not, I'm not going to flare it up, Andy. You're all right. Let's, let's do this. Now, um, some of these bullies are of that. And, and it's, it's the words. But, you know, I think because of this man-up bullying attitude, I will crack on with this, this line of uh, talk, they may see themselves as a weakness uh, once they start believing, and it's their limiting belief that it's a weakness, man up. That is an indicator, in actual fact, you're vulnerable to this. That's an indicator that you're not happy that someone is looking weak in your eyes. But let's have a chat by ourselves. Why did you say that? What, what's the real reason behind it? And I do think that these people who, who wear this big, big man up badge have, have got to look at themselves before they start, uh, before they start judging. Because that word, it could be a trigger, that word could be the motivational turnaround that just might get them to come back into work the next day. 
and the words that we speak to each other, it's like it, they are so special and they've got to be used. And I think I learned more about that when I did my teaching and why we opened up about the different types of people in theatre front we have. But these bullies have got to stop it. They've got to stop saying, are, are you better than me because you're bullying me? No, actually, do you know what? You're bullying yourself more than anything. Yeah. And it's got it, Andy, it's just got to stop. It really has got to stop right now. Yeah, this this feeling or this want to show that we're being tough and can deal with it is is actually detrimental to actually dealing with the issues that, that come around with it. And I know you are you've mentioned hospitality action there and you're an ambassador for the work they do. And you've written is it one book and, and a play where the proceeds yeah. go towards hospitality action. Just talk us right. about around the work that you do on behalf <laughs> of hospitality action. Got a big gob. We're shouting about something with the best intentions. Hospitality <laughs> action. Um, this is one eight five years that hospitality action is going from the workhouses in London, Covent Garden. And that is a telling sign of hopefully the hospitality action are going to be made redundant in the next five years. Sorry, Mark, but I don't want you out of a job, but it really... Uh, well, hopefully, this is nah. it. We, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but because of... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, it's a strange, ironic thing that I've just said there, but Mark, we really want you. We love you to be. <laughs> um, the, the important thing about hospitality action is one, eight, five years this year, and the beauty of hospitality action is simply this. Um, they have put in place, uh, their tagline is, we've got you, but they've got in place the ambassadors, which I'm proudly one of, thank goodness, Kenny, Pennell, uh, Rena, uh, so many others. And we're doing this back to tour thing actually tomorrow there's a reach a tangible that's another like word i like with them tangible reach out through the ceo the great team at hospitality action with these initiatives our responsibility really is to keep the Keep the momentum going on hospitality action. And when I go out and visit young apprentices, I always introduce myself, I'm my arm, Steve, um, hospitality action ambassador. And they go either, oh, oh yeah, or oh, what's that then? And then we can have a little discussion later about it. And, the, and Kenny mentioned it, that uh, the employer assistant program, they have the, the, their they're front line. They're pushing and pushing and pushing, but still not a lot of people know about it. The books, uh, the first one I facilitated really, uh, brought some stories together, took ownership of it. And when I said take ownership of something, Kenny's taken ownership of the Back to Business tour. And I'm a great believer if someone takes ownership of their journey, it has so many positive Outcomes and so far, proudly mentioning that at this moment in time, Chef and Summer Balls team has raised a thousand pounds, which is amazing. Oh, wow. With honestly, I might like, <laughs> rabbit in the headlights, mm. but it's fantastic. 
And that is because Kenny took ownership of, the, he put a, a Twitter page up, he put a Facebook page up, and I went, Kenny, are you going to be all right, mate? Because you're doing me head in. I'm like his mum now. I said, you're going to be all right doing this. Stop playing with the other kids. And this. <laughs> um, and he took ownership of it. He yeah. took ownership of the team. And that's a great positive thing. Pennell, uh, Rena taking ownership of the, the invisible chip guru. Yeah. And the positive thing about it. So the books. And I didn't realise that when the book Chefs and Summer Balls come out, originally with Chefs and Turkeys, what it's mind blowing, Andy, how this little book has been taken on by somebody so passionate by Kenny and driven it and driven it. And I'm going, Kenny, are you all right? I'm going to read you about it, by the way. It's all right. <laughs> and I know he's ill and I wish him well. And I know he's going through this, but he still brings on with, yeah. with hospitality action. So, Mark Lewis and the team. Are doing a, an amazing. I can't. You cannot imagine. So the books "Fathers and Mothers" came out. I wrote that through lockdown. Finished it off through lockdown, and it's about really. It's what we talked about. What we touched upon on um, the mental illness route. But it's growing up as a chef, and I talk about uh, limiting beliefs. It's a personal perspective on how you release personal limiting beliefs, the shackles of them taking ownership, the connections I made and my coaches at Derby College, how they made me connect with who I was so I could teach, allow me to take ownership, the stories in there, including letters right back to 1959 from my grandmother to my dad, so supportive in the addictive behaviour of people with drugs, uh, affairs and all the rest of it. It's very frank. And because I took a journal out to see my dad, and I thought it's important to build that relationship up. That book is 100% proceeds towards hospitality action. Lastly, really, the play, Slice of Home, a fictitious place called Edenvale, talking about relationships, camaraderie of these, these people come together, the demise of Phil, Machiavellian, if you like, and I wanted to give something back and I wanted to pour my heart into, if it was the last book I ever wrote, to, to give something back to help heat or eat, fuel, just, just to support someone. And it hurts because having been there with a single parent, those decisions you have to make, sleeping under a blanket because you can't have the heating on eating beans, at this day and age it's just unthinkable and I hate to see vulnerable families going down that route, Andy. Yeah, it is. It's there's a lot of work that they do, and and like I say, a lot of the industry don't really know about the extent no. that they they do. No, and but as well, it's about trying to get us to a point where we don't need these these safety nets, which is what hospitality action really is, isn't it? It's, oh, it's, it's catching rich, yeah. the people that are are have been failed by. And I'm going to say this, but failed by the industry in a way because we need to we need to change how we treat our staff. I bang on about it a lot. I say bang on about. It. I'm proud to be banging on about that because that is a massive difference. Not only one for our businesses, it makes a huge difference in how our business operates. Our staff are in a better mind frame, but also looking after those people, which yeah. we can. A lot of people can forget about, can't they? It's not 
all it's all about the business running and making the money, but they forget that the people in it are so important to it's a, it's like everything a, that we do. It's like a bystander syndrome. Uh, yeah. it, it, um, but it's all right. Somebody else look after them. It's all right. Somebody else. Hospitality yeah. action reach out their hand through the ambassadors to pick someone up who's fallen down, who's not in a good place, and that is the beauty of hospitality. How many CEOs would ring you up? You get in exactly, touch with them. Yeah. How you doing? You alright, Mark? How you doing? What's and pff, it's rare, and uh, and being part of that. And I, in the in the book, you might have seen me write that poem about a spider's web. It's all linked yeah. in really to the connections we make. That you don't know really what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, let's say, for instance, the book, Chefs of Summer Balls. Did I realise that Kenny would be then driving the Twitter page, the Facebook page, getting reader yeah. involved in Hennel and Steve Thorpe? Bless him. Um, that spider web of connectivity. And I write about a spider's web and the unseen presence behind the world sometimes yeah. has a positive outcome if we're just patient with it sometimes. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, I had to read it a couple of times to get it, you know, because to read through and realize what what it Did was getting get it at. In the end? Did yeah, get yeah, it in absolutely. Yeah. Because and it comes back to what you're talking about with your menu. All it takes is you adding on an extra menu item. Oh, I'm going to add one extra menu item. But if you're adding seven, eight new ingredients, and it has a knock-on effect. Yeah, yeah. Further down the line, and it's the same concept, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I think we do. It's it's getting the word out there about hospitality action and how they can help people, businesses, but also more importantly, the individuals in them. So, I'm going to wrap up now. Where can people find out more about you and the things that you do, and and that you could potentially offer, or even just to to connect with people? Um. LinkedIn's a very good place. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, really, all my biography, all the stuff about hospitality action. I put videos up there sometimes of hospitality action. Uh, LinkedIn, that's Steve West. Um, and Instagram. Uh, only <laughs> I, I keep saying this, but I, I think how ridiculous it is. Only one Westie. Uh, it's, it's, there's some reference to it. Some, and on Twitter, only one Westie. Um, and really... Um, I don't have a web page. I did start a web page some time back when a vi- when the visible chips come out, right? I just wanted to laugh with it. No restaurants are open. And um, I just wanted to put a website out, just a quirky thing, to put a- invisible chips on remotely, right? And I saw I put menu items on, like, reservoir cobs or... It was... <laughs> uh, honestly, the-, the menu items were ridiculous. Uh, but uh, I don't have a website as such. I do have a Wix website. Um, but um, it's got blogs in there. I like writing, uh, and it's just Steve West really at, at, uh, at Wix, where I, I like writing the blogs on there as well, which I like doing. Um, but those are um, really the places where you can find me. Um, yeah. uh, so uh, please get in touch for any information or anything you'd like. Yeah. Or, but um, Andy, thank you very much for your time with this. I really appreciate no, it. Thank, thank you so much for coming on and for talking so deeply about some of the things that really we again it's it's about opening these conversations up to the industry that's what this cafe hustle was always about and there's a huge range of conversations that we all all should be having but certainly around mental health suicide in particular is really something that 
I'm passionate about that we start talking more about because again, without our people, our businesses aren't what they are. So no, no listen, Steve, no. thank you so much for joining me on the Cafe Hustle. I really appreciate you bringing that to our audience. And no doubt we'll have you back on again soon because you can see you're very passionate about <laughs> everything you talk about. So it's it's really thank you for coming on. Uh, it's my pleasure. And like all of them, the message box is always open. Uh, please talk to somebody. I'm sorry I'm going on a bit, but please talk to somebody. If this just resonates, talk to somebody. But Andy, I can't thank you enough for this opportunity. Appreciate it. Really want to thank Steve for everything that he's brought to us over this series of episodes. It's a really powerful conversation that we've had there and it really gives us as owners and managers a lot of things to think about in terms of creating that safe space for our employees letting them know that if they are struggling that they can open up to us i've said it before that us as leaders as bosses whichever term you want to use managers we have the power to change the lives of our employees and that's not an over exaggeration we really do have that power to change the lives of our people and save the lives of our people in some cases so it's really important to try and focus on what we're doing for the well-being of our staff so there's loads to think about across the three episodes there with steve and i hope you like the fact that i've cut them down into shorter episodes and i'd love your feedback on that whether it works for you whether you'd have liked maybe a longer a single episode which in this case would have probably spanned to about an hour and 15 minutes or is it better that we've got them in these 30 minute chunks please drop me an email to andy at the cafe and I'd love to know your thoughts on that.